Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Self Podcast, where we talk happiness from both a professional and a personal point of view. I'm Tracy Fox, your host. I'm an NYU certified executive life coach. I've written four books on happiness, and I work with clients all over the world. You can certainly reach out to me at my website, tracyfox.net. Today, however, I'm very excited to introduce you to Wendy Nix. Although quite honestly, Wendy doesn't need an introduction because she is the well-known host of ESPN's NFL Rewind and College Football Live. Wendy's had an illustrious career hosting NFL Live, along with major events, including Scouting Combine, the NFL Draft, and the Super Bowl. Wendy is a sports enthusiast at heart and a passionate anchor for ESPN, and she has an abundant knowledge on sports of every kind. Luckily, at the end of my interview, we do get her pick for the very special matchup between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in this year's Super Bowl. However, more importantly than any of that, Wendy is thoughtful about her childhood, her family, and her future career. And as you will see in this wonderful interview, Wendy is willing to cover a number of subjects with a generous heart and a very enthusiastic delivery. So please welcome Wendy Nix. Okay, so, um, you know, you mentioned on your Twitter account that you are not a serious person, you just play one on TV. So can you, can you give me the backstory to that? Yeah, I'm not even sure I play one on TV at this point. But yeah, you know, it's just funny because I feel like uh, for so long, especially when I was younger, I was so focused on, you know, and, I, and you should be, and, and being a journalist, doing it for the right reasons, doing it the right way. I was so sort of... Um, myopic tunnel vision if you will and a lot of people took that at times to like well it didn't showcase your personality or it's not exactly who you are when you're not working They're, they are the same it's just that especially early on as a woman and a younger woman i was afraid a little bit to let my personality show i think because i was fearful that that would be somehow construed as not knowledgeable or not serious so i probably overdid it and then at some point you just get comfortable in your own skin and you don't really carry the way you know i mean you know you know that you know what you're doing and you know that you've worked your way to where you are. And so I think I probably show more of my personality now than I did in the beginning, uh, just simply because I'm, I'm just more comfortable and, and more secure in, in what I do. All right, so did you always know you wanted to be in journalism or when did that I, start? No, I did. I actually, uh, it's funny because I think I was in fifth grade, we had career day and I insisted that my parents drop me off early. I'm sure I was, relatively annoying and uh, so that I could be the first in line for you know the local reporter who who was coming to speak at career day and I did not want to miss her or what she had to say and you know I remember saying to her this is this is what I'm going to do and you know I'm sure she's thinking hmm. yeah okay um but I, as early as fourth or fifth grade I was passionate about telling stories about writing about doing this um the irony is that, that in my mid-40s now it's the first time I'm at a pivot point where I'm starting to think about other things it's actually incredibly terrifying because I've never gone through that process. I have always only wanted to do one thing. And now is the time I think when, when there might be other things or other interests. And because I didn't go through that, even in college or in my twenties, it's, it's scary to think about anything else. Uh, I think sometimes people do that at those life junctures, you know, whether it be out of college or in their early twenties, um, and I didn't because I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So, uh, yeah, that, that's where we are. I, I still love it and I'm still passionate about it, but 
you know, everything changes. Television is changing. Social media has changed the way we consume information. And so I'm having to change. And that's uncomfortable sometimes, but I think ultimately really good for you. Just a little scary at the same time. Well, it is. And, you know, I'm a life coach, so I talk about this all the time, but it's great because it is a big uh, world full of possibilities. And um, so there's a lot of choices. And so as much as it's scary, it's also the other side of scary is that it's super exciting. So yeah, yeah definitely the exciting part of that. Now, I was lucky enough to meet you in person. We did a, a event together in New York City to raise awareness around cancer breast cancer specifically. And I will say uh, to me, you are the same person uh, in person as you are on TV and you are both very physically beautiful. You have this magnanimous personality and clearly you're super successful. So when you look at the own keys to your professional and personal success, you know, what tips can you give all of us for how to hone in on that? Uh, it's it's so funny, right? Well, first of all, thank you very much. That's yeah. a very flattering description because there are those days I think everybody wakes up where you think, oh gosh, I'm losing today. I've lost last week. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm behind. And, and I have all of those same concerns and frustrations, but I will say I'm proud of what I've done because I, I, I feel like I just, honestly, as, as trite as it may sound, I worked hard. I just, I worked hard. Now I was very fortunate to have mentors and people who believed in me who gave me opportunity, which is why I'm passionate about uh, women and minorities and all everybody getting an equal shot. Like, I don't think you should get us, you know, you, you don't get a free ride, but, but we, we, we can't get to where we want to go if everybody doesn't have the opportunity. And I did, and I'm super grateful for that. But ultimately I just put my head down and, you know, there were weekends and vacations and Christmases and Thanksgivings and, and all of those things, there was no nine to five. It was worth it for me personally. That was my choice, but it wasn't easy at times. You know, I mean, my mother's still mad that I don't, <laughs> I haven't been home in Christmas and I don't even know how many years. Uh, so there's sacrifices. And I, I, I do think, and I'm going to share my age at this point though, that we're, there's a little bit of the next generation or the generation now who thinks, you know, it, it, it's just not easy. It, it, you can be successful and you can work hard and you can do all the right things. That does not mean that, that it doesn't come with, with some price, you know, there are things that you give up. Um, the important thing to me is if you love what you do, then, you know, when I was younger, especially, I was so excited to get to do it. I didn't really care about missing Christmas. I didn't care about missing weekends. Again, as you get older and you move into a different life stage, that, that is different. You know, I have a 13 year old daughter and 11 year old daughter, and they have things that I don't want to miss. And so there's a time and place, but, um, I would say I worked hard and I listened and I was always open to, to, to honest feedback. There's some tough criticism for women in this industry. And I, I didn't really have time for the silly stuff, but the real honest feedback, I was always willing to hear. And does it, I, I noticed how many people talk about your physical beauty. Um, <laughs> so is that um, a compliment to you or is it kind of like, listen, people, let's talk more about the work and less about yeah. how I look. You know, it's funny. I don't see a lot of it or I don't, you know, I don't absorb a lot of it just because again, you just get busy, right? Life gets in the way. I'm just doing my, doing what I do. I would say though, it's sort of like whether you're with your spouse or your friends, you only hear the negative, hmm. you know, there could be 20 right. positive comments and then there's one that's you're too this or you're too that. And that's what I see and what I focus on and yeah. dwell on, I would say is probably the better word. It has taken a long time. I am not by nature, a thick skinned person, quite the contrary. I'm super sensitive. 
Um, so that's an occupational hazard in this particular case. So it has taken me a long time to learn to, to tune that out. Again, I think as many challenges as there are with moving into your 40s, there's also some really good things. And one of them is just getting to the point where, oh, well, and being comfortable with who you are and sort of saying, well, that's, you know, but so to answer your question, I, 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 I see the negative and sometimes it still rattles me and in terms of the positive, it just doesn't, I don't even notice. Okay. All right. Great. Fair enough. All right. I want to switch over to Sarah Fuller because she obviously made history being the first woman kicker for the Vanderbilt football team. And I am just curious what you think about women playing football in general. Well, look, I think, I think it's on the surface. I, I I think that I'd love to see a world where anybody who's physically and emotionally capable of doing something gets the chance. Uh, you know, look, there are physical differences between men and women, but in this particular case, it doesn't matter one bit. And I think it's awesome. And she, you know, she's earned her spot. She's doing her job. And it, here's what I would also say is that what you see more and more is that um, men and boys, if you can do it, they, you know, if you can help win, if you can do it, if you can contribute, they honestly, most times don't get hung up on your gender. And in one way, that's why I've always been drawn to sports because whether it's a socioeconomic issue, a gender issue, that's more now than it was say 15 years ago, but um, a sexuality issue, sort of the, the goal of the game is to win, right? And so in a locker room, there's more of a meritocracy than people think. It's just, yeah, there's, there's anti all those things, but at the end of the day, most of these guys just want to win. And if you can help do it, they don't really care about the other stuff. And, and I've always thought that was a, a pretty cool thing. You know, you could walk into a, a restaurant in New York say, and there could be, sorry, my puppy, a, a wall street banker and a construction worker arguing over the Yankees. And they were the exact same for that conversation. And that's a huge, huge draw to me about sports. All right, my other big question about sports, and I have this debate all the time with my husband and my son, who was a captain of our football team here in town and, you know, huge athlete, about the violence around football. So I remember one time, I think I was watching like Ohio State versus Penn State, and one of the coaches was like, you go out there and you be as violent, be violent, be violent. And I kept saying to them, really, is that what it is to be violent? Like that word bothers me around football. Um, so, and they're like, yeah, no, it is a violent game. And I'm like, but it, is it meant to be a violent game? I'm a little confused about that. Well, that's a great question. I mean, violent, I think in itself is a triggering word, right? I mean, there's so many connotations to that. I, is it a physical game? Is there, uh, you know, is there a lot of, uh, is there a capacity to get hurt and to be injured? And is it, is there a collision? Is there, is there, yeah. Oh my goodness. She never barks, of course. And do this. <laughs> Makes it all real. Yeah, here we go. Life, life as it happens. Um, so, but I, I think violent, I don't think it's meant to be violent is how I would say. I mean, there's a lot of tactical matchups. There's X's and O's. There's all of those things that, that appeal to me about football. It's a chess match in a lot of ways. I mean, there's, there's a lot of actually rational thought and thinking that goes behind it. Uh, it so I, I don't I don't actually like or believe it's violent, but sure it's physical. And anytime there's a physical game, there's the potential to get hurt. Yeah. But to me, that's different than violent. Okay, so the other thing I always think about when I think about football is Tony Robbins. And the reason I think about Tony Robbins is because, you know, he has these huge conferences, Date with Destiny and all the rest of it that we all know about, haven't been, but, um, 
he does a lot of talks about like even, you know, and his crowd gets going, but when he doesn't think they're at their top level, he says to the audience, okay, everybody just pretend you're at a football game. And then the whole crowd goes crazy. Um, and that just brings to the point of how we all go back to being excited, crazy 10 year olds when we're thinking about watching football or going to a football game. What do you think it is about football in particular that makes us all just go completely bananas? I know it's funny, isn't it? I don't, you know, I wish I, I don't know that I know, but I know I like it. <laughs> I, love, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know because my husband is a lifelong Jets fan. So if you know anything about the poor New York Jets, it has been a painful process over the last 15 years or so for the most part. And I said to him recently, we don't live in the New York area anymore. You know, why not switch? And he looked at me like I had 10 heads and he said, mm -hmm. You don't, you don't have that option. That's not how it works. You know, I've been a Jets fan since I was, what, four or five? And so I'm a Jets fan. And I thought, oh, okay, well, all right. And, and I, I guess because I didn't grow up so much with the NFL, I'm from the South, and so a lot, it was mainly heavily college football. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it is that younger self. Maybe it's, but it, it, is, um, it is for sure uh, sort of again, I go back to my original uh, initial point: a, a unifying force uh, in terms of whether the teams change, but the sentiment and the wanting them to win and the screaming and the yelling—that seems to be universal. Which that's is really, that's really true, and that's yeah, funny about your funny. husband because, of course, I'm a Tom Brady fan, so my, I went from Patriots to uh, Tampa Bay. Because yeah, I'll, well, I'll, congratulations, you're in good shape right now, then. <laughs> Okay, so you've obviously done a ton of interviews. Is there anybody that you um, have not interviewed that would be the you know must-have interview? Oh, well, again, uh, maybe this again answers our question. I go back to my childhood because um, I did interview Arnold Palmer, but I grew up loving golf, and I have not interviewed Jack Nicklaus. And uh, I know it's probably not the answer anybody's expecting, but my all-time favorite athlete. I grew up watching golf on Sundays with my dad. Hmm. Uh, I always joked I had two girls. If I had a boy, I would have named him Jack or Nicholas. <laughs> uh, I just, um, it conjures up just so much of my, so many of my early memories about loving sport. I played golf in college. Oh. I do love golf as well. Uh, so I would say Jack, um, you know, maybe one day, but it just never happened for whatever reason. Okay, well, a lot of people listen to this podcast. Who knows? Maybe some magic will happen now. Call me Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Super Bowl is Sunday. Do you want to give us your picks? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know what? I, I, I mean, first of all, let me say that what Tom Brady has done, it really is, whether, whether you like him or don't, or whatever, I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. mind-boggling and remarkable. Yeah. And as someone who's a year or so older, I'm thrilled to have a 43-year-old in the Super Bowl. I think it's amazing. I'm all for that. Uh, I think Kansas City is going to be a tough out. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it, if, if nothing changes, will be what Tom Brady is. I do believe that. I think we're looking at a sort of a, a generational talent with Mahomes, and he's got a great coach and a, and a great cast around him. So I would, if I had to bet on it, I'd bet on the Chiefs, but at the same time, Tom Brady seems to have this, you know, he's on this magical ride. And would I be shocked? Absolutely not to see Tampa Bay win. Yeah, it's just absolutely exciting once again. And Sunday is going to be a great day for all of us. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot. It's the young and the, you know, the veteran and the new. It, it's, yep. it's a good thing. Yep. Yep. 
Um, so clearly this podcast is called the happy self podcast. And I always invite my guests to give your best definition of a happy self. You know, my best definition, uh, of a happy self is if you can sit quietly and like the uh, sit quietly alone and like the company you're in, mm. uh, everything else comes from that. Wow, that's very profound. I might have to grab <laughs> that, put that in my next book. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm a huge, huge believer in, in self-esteem and feeling good about yourself. And, and I think as moms and working moms and wives and sisters and friends, whatever you are, we put everybody else, a, a lot of times everybody else comes first. And that's, that's, that's okay. I mean, that's great. There's a lot of feeling good that comes from that. But you really, really, in my view, have to be comfortable in your own skin before you can take care of everybody else. There it is. That's the name of the game. Easier said than done, I might add. <laughs> Easier right, said right, than done. Right. But yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. All right, Wendy, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for spending time with us. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot of different things out of this interview and they're going to find it very interesting and profound and, and maybe even life-changing. So thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure. I, I, uh, I, I listen and I'm, I'm all for the next one because I need some advice too. So if I could just, <laughs> I'm just going to stay tuned. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tracy. Okay. Bye-bye.